I forgot what I was saying. The bank. Oh, so I was going, and I planned to go at like 12, 15, but it took me longer to count my tips than I expected because I got a little more tips. Ooh. This last kind of cycle since I last deposited them. Um, and then, so because of that, it took me longer to count. And then I took them to the bank to deposit them. Uh, and it took them a really long time to count too, because their counters like don't like crumpled money. And of course, any money that you're getting out of a tip jar is going to have some kind of like crumple on it. Um, even if it's just like a tiny corner, the yeah. machine like, no, and it rejects them. So it took me, I was there for 20 minutes. That is so annoying. They should have systems in place for this. Yes. But but also, I mean, yes and, we'll say. <laughs> no, no but. <laughs> I did I did have like over $600 in one <gasps> alone. Um, Heavy. So like, that's a lot of fucking crumpled money. Because if the, if the machine doesn't do it, they have to manually take it out and smooth it and put it back in so that it counts it in its like deposit total. So they had to do that many, 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 many times. Oh my god. I mean, I did the best I could. Because um, I at least made sure the first time I went, I didn't know that they all needed to also be facing the exact same way. So mm -hmm. in addition to smoothing out the crumpled rejects, they also had to... Um, Oh, what did they do? They also had to, like, take them and sort them so they're all face up and, like, the same direction. So they had to make <laughs> sure they're all oriented in the exact same way. And it just, anyway. <laughs> they're all going to go home. And when their, like, partners are like, how was your day? They're going to be like, well, this gal came in with oh my God. $600 in tips. Like, you're going to be the story that they, like, tell their partner about tonight over dinner. Plus, also, I'm realizing I need to put in my headphones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoops. Meh. I've been sitting here um, building Bella, Edward, and Jacob's astrological charts. Oh, thank God, because I have no idea. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know much about all, I mean, I don't know much about astrology. Everything I know about astrology is, like, pop culture bullshit from TikTok, but um, I feel... Edwards, I feel really good about. So when we get there, oh, wait, I can't wait. It's hard because their birthdays are canon, so we kind of know like their son. Oh, that's true. I didn't look up Edward or Jacob's birthdays. I I know that Bella's a Virgo. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Okay, so I have to tell you about this fucking meeting I was in. Yes. Oh my I hear all god. I was just like, uh, okay. So the first like module we wrote was about like um gender discrimination within the healthcare system and our character that we came up with is a like non-binary person who was seeking pregnancy and so we wrote like a whole thing about all of those biases and whatnot and then our second module and, and the people and the uh experts as they're called that we worked with on the first module were great they were all like queer people or queer women um, who like either work in like healthcare or work in like um, uh, like what would the field be? They like work within these realms to create more equity within healthcare. So even though they're not like healthcare providers, they're like working in those realms, and they are all like within the demographic themselves that we are writing about. 
So that was amazing because at our meetings with them, they would give us like firsthand feedback and anecdotes that helped us like craft the narrative to be as truthful and accurate as possible to the experience of the character. But for the second module, which is about elder abuse, we're only working with like clinicians and like social workers and um, which is like great, you know, because they like understand the system, but it's hard because the point of what we're doing is trying to train these people to be more empathetic. And so what, and then that is like similar to now, so this is our third and final module and it's about intimate partner violence. And again, we're just working with like clinicians and social workers we're not meeting with like actual survivors of domestic violence. And so what ended up happening today is like we went into this meeting and we we're like, okay, what's going to be most valuable for us is for you as clinicians to tell us like anecdotes and firsthand experiences of working with patients who were survivors of domestic violence and like what that looked like and like what you as the healthcare provider, like what is your role, all this stuff. And what ended up happening is they started like pitching like, oh my God, this one guy is on my fucking hit list. When the apocalypse hits and society collapses, I'm gonna find and rough him up because he sucks. And yeah, I would ask him questions. I'd be like, okay, so you as a clinician, like what are the touch points in which you are interacting with a patient that you suspect could be a victim of domestic violence. Like, does this happen? Like, is this just a, a general yearly visit, like at a checkup? Or is this at, you know, prenatal care? Is this at, like, how are you literally interfacing with them so that I can, like, craft a scene where it's like, why is this person going to the doctor? You know, stuff like that. So I'm asking a very specific question. And he was like, oh, yeah. You, so you know what? Maybe... Okay, so maybe like the young, the young lady, he kept calling the character a young lady. Maybe this young lady had an abortion and now she's pregnant and now, and she's in the store and her doctor runs into her and is like, what? And then all the other like doctors and stuff were like, yeah, yeah. And then maybe, and they just started pitching. And I was literally just sitting there and I was just like, I hate you all. You're not providing any helpful information and you're doing my job yeah like they just they wrote a script <laughs> i'm literally gonna be in a meeting tomorrow morning at 10 a.m doing exactly what they were just doing like i have to go and present my pitches to my showrunner tomorrow morning i was just like and no one was doing anything like i was like can someone cut them off Ugh, it sucked and it was a two-hour meeting it was only supposed to be an hour and it was two hours that is so disrespectful. My job's stupid, and I'm excited for it to be over soon. So I watched Twilight and New Moon yesterday. Yes, you did. <laughs> and today I watched Eclipse. I have, like, I'm just before, like, the the climax of that one is where I had to leave off before um, teaching today. They're so bingeable. Yeah, they are. I forgot that they... I don't know. I forget that I'm so used. I feel like I'm so used to like being like a Harry Potter movie that is ours or like Lord of the Rings or even Marvel movies like mm -hmm. telling these stories are so long. And then Twilight's like 
Zip zap. <laughs> Zip zap zap. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I've played that many times this last two weeks. Oh, with your kids. With the kiddos. With the cannibals. What? The cannibals. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what is with the kids oh and the cannibalism. They, we had to have a talk about it with as like in the group we had to it came to the point where we had to be like so listen that's not appropriate to talk about at bay. We have to remember that bay is a place for you know everyone is supposed to feel safe and uh, talking about cannibalism or violence like that can make people really uncomfortable and it's just not appropriate um <laughs> and they're like well fuck no more cannibalism <laughs> and then they all quit no and then they tried to eat me oh <laughs> i like cried laughing when we were texting and i was like I said something unhelpful and sarcastic, and then you said something like, I'm just going to tell them that I'm a cannibal when they talk about it. It just makes <laughs> me too hungry. I laughed at that for like five minutes. I thought that was so – because I could hear you saying I could hear you like, <laughs> guys, when you talk about cannibalism, it just makes me too hungry because I'm a cannibal. <laughs> so unless you want me to eat you, you might want to stop talking. I could just fucking hear it in your voice. <laughs> I forgot I sent that. <laughs> it was really funny. Oh my gosh, that is funny! Wow, I'm hilarious. You're a comedian. <laughs> I, I am. I'm not going to argue. Not today. You're moving, you're moving to LA to start up your stand-up career, as yeah. everyone does. Yeah, catch me on season two of Hacks. Is that about stand-up comedians? Uh, yeah. I haven't watched it. Kind of. I think you would enjoy it. I it's on my like list. It. It's good. It's good. I was really busy this weekend watching Mayor of East Town. I cannot wait to start that. And that's you on my list too. Flip out. Kate Winslet's performance is life changing. It's so good. It is so good. Ooh. And it's a good mystery too. It like made me want to rewatch Big Little Lies because it was like. <laughs> That kind of a mystery. I always want to rewatch Big Little Lies. That might be one of my favorite shows ever. It's so good. I've watched it top to tails. I've watched it more than five times. Both seasons or just the first season? All of it. Both. Wow. I like, I analyze it. It's unhealthy. The way I sit, I sit there and I like watch all of their choices and I just think about them. I'm like, wow, oh, that was effective because of this. And I just like can't turn my brain off. And then I finish Dude. it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. I need another hobby. <laughs> Dude, Kate in this show, it's a it is an absolute masterclass in compression. <gasps> Ooh. The, it is on believable and the supporting cast is like excellent too um oh i just can't when you start watching it let me know we watched yeah. it in two days and I, personally <gasps> i would have watched it in one sitting 
but Jordan doesn't like binging TV. He gets like burnt out and I'm a really good girlfriend. So I said we could stop and then we finished it the next day. Oh, your sacrifice. I know. You're an inspiration. Thank you. I wish that we could all just be more like you. If more girlfriends were like me, the divorce rate would be lower. The divorce rate would be zero. It would be shattered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's what I did this weekend. Oh, I also played like 20 hours of Stardew Valley. (gasps) Oh. I'm finally getting into it. Mm -hmm. It's so good. I, okay, I, I woke up. Just talking about it, just talking about Stardew Valley makes me feel calm and at peace. So, okay, so I played Spirit Fair, which has like a clear end, and that's like a crafting game. It's like a crafting game with like a story yeah. element to it. Yeah. Um, and the I pictures, played that. Oh, you would the pictures, it. yeah, the pictures you sent of that one are so beautiful. You would absolutely love it. It's outstanding. It made me sob. It is so good. Um, so I played that and I was like, Jordan, this is the best game I've ever played. I need to play more games like this. And he was like, well, you have to play Stardew Valley. And I, but I hate 8-bit animation. Oh yeah. I really don't like it. I like round, cute, like flowy animation in my games. Um, that's like really important to me. That's why I was hesitant to play it too. Yeah. And it reminded me of this game that I played when I was a kid called Harvest Moon that I was obsessed with. And so once I actually started playing it, I was like, oh my God, this is just like Harvest Moon, except I might say better. And it just like, it just creeps up on you. It just, it just really creeps up on you. Um, Mm -hmm. Long story short, I am married to Harvey. We are cohabitating. (gasps) You married Harvey? Yeah, I did. I'm going to divorce him though. He's too much of a, he's too much of a simp. He (gasps) He called me like cuddle bear. Like, and he doesn't do anything all day. Like I go out at 6 a.m. Okay. And I tend to all of the animals. I'm making mayonnaise. I'm pressing cheese. I'm harvesting blueberries from the greenhouse. And he, and I go inside and he's just standing at the stove. Doesn't even make me anything. He's just standing there for like 12 hours. And I go up to him and he's like, you look tired. I'll give you a massage. I'm like, oh, how about you do some work? <laughs> How about you water the blueberries? Like the farm doesn't run itself. You're How a doctor. You Why aren't you bringing in the gold? That so. is that's hilarious. I am. <laughs> I'm gonna have to divorce him. I feel like there are there are some times where it will let you ask them, like, "Oh, can you do this chore?" And they're like, "You want me to do chore?" Okay, and then they help. But man, it takes. Oh my gosh, it's so hard to get there. I married Elliot. I have full hearts with Elliot, but not to the point where you're like dating. But I, I did max it out because he is, he is so beautiful. His hair, I his hair, his hair. It's like drawn like Ariel's in The Little Mermaid. The swoopy like yes. He's such a little sensitive artist, and I feel like we really connect on that level. But I think I'm gonna divorce Harvey. Um, we had our fun. Also, oh my god, I went to Robbins and I was like, oh, maybe I'll upgrade my house. And oh. she was like, and she was like, oh, with your house upgrade, we'll do this, 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 and add a nursery. And I got, <gasps> I literally felt like my throat closed up, and I like broke out into a sweat, and I ran out of there. I oh my like, god, 
No. You were, you were like, I cannot upgrade this house with Harvey. No. <laughs> no. And that's what I knew. I was like, I have to get out of this relationship. Like my body just told me that, I, that the thought of bearing a child with this man, like sent me into fight or flight. And I, and I flew. It, it did. Oh yeah. my God. Divorce that man. I have to. So I think I'm going to file probably tonight. You um, have to, you have to tonight. You cannot wait. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to date around. I feel like I didn't have enough fun. You know, like I, I met Harvey and I was like, well, you're objectively the most attractive person here to me. Like, I mean, he's, he's got the mustache. He's got the glasses. He's got the little collared shirt. Like, Oh yeah. Harvey's yeah. Like, type. yeah, he's my type. And so I immediately just went after Harvey and no one else. And, um, I want to date around. I, uh, Sebastian, what's his deal? Oh, what Sadie? She was so cute in the background just now. She's, she's like, star- she's starving. She's, she's like, hi. I'm Sadie. You would love Sadie. I you will feel- love Sadie because I'm determined to have you come visit at some point while I live oh out my here. Gosh. I need to come see I need to come visit Ohio. You need to come get the feel for Ohio. It's, you, have, uh, you have plenty of space. <laughs> I do. I do. We can put you up. Um, It'll be fun. <laughs> um, we need to get to our questions. <laughs> yes, we do. Listeners, thanks for staying with us. We haven't <laughs> we haven't directly addressed you yet, but hey. we're here. We're here with you now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we got so many wonderful questions. Yes, questions. I was so happy. I was a little nervous that no one would submit any questions. I was too, but yeah. we got great ones. So thank you. Yes, everyone who submitted a question, thank you so much. Um, it was awesome. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, what did we want to start with? I don't know. Did you, okay. Did you send me the question list on Snapchat? Oh, because I can't find it. I did send it on Snapchat. Do you need me to text it to you? Yeah. Could you? Yes. Also, uh, Jordan gave us a question to me (gasps) verbally. Ooh. Okay. Let's start with that one. Okay. So Jordan's question is, what series of fiction has your favorite vampire lore? Oh my god. So, anyone who might not know, uh, Jordan is my roommate slash BF slash fiance, and he is obsessed with lore. He loves He's, he's a DM, that's his main hobby, and he loves digging into the background and the histories of series. He loves Lord of the Rings. Um, he was really into The Witcher for a long time. He knows, like, tons about the Game of Thrones universe. Like, he really, really likes high fantasy with um, complex histories and systems and lore. So this uh, did not surprise me at all when I grilled him to give us a question. He wants to know, 
which series has our favorite for? Oh my God. Um, oh, that is so hard. That's so tough. I feel I like when I am watching stories, I, I was literally, I was just having this conversation this weekend with, with Kenzie about D and D. I was like, I have the hardest time remembering any lore, any like details <laughs> in that sense that come to the campaign. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Huh? Um, yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, shoot. I don't know. All the vampire fiction, I'm more of like a relationship person and like a right. dynamic person in that way. I like the dynamics are what suck me in. I think if I had to, because it's not like I'm sitting here like Googling, you know, vampire lore or anything like that. But if I think about the vampire series that I really love, um, I think the one that fascinates me the most in terms of like their world building is probably True Blood because I'm really fascinated. Um, Yeah. By this world where it's like vampires have been around forever and And they they coexist. Yeah. And they have monarchies and they have, as they say in the series, come out of the coffin um (laughs) such a dumb phrase they have come out of the coffin and they have entered mainstream society and said like yes we are blood drinking vampires and so i think that fascinates me the most because um you know we know that like uh some of the characters like eric and his maker godric have been around for centuries and centuries and intertwined with these major historical um events like the you know Eric was like a Viking and then they have this whole plot line where they're like <laughs> undercover working in the SS during World War II. I just rewatched this and I was like, what the fuck? Are they literally posing as not oh. and um I think they were. But <laughs> I'm just really fascinated by a world where um, vampires are, yeah, out in the open. So I think if I had to choose, that's the one that fascinates me the most. But it, but the other one that came to mind was probably Castlevania, just because I'm fascinated by um, the country of, like, Wallachia and kind of this very, very old European setting that's, like, Europe as we know it, but not quite because there's demons and vampires and night creatures and all of this stuff so that is also fascinating to me it's like our world but not quite okay well I just I do not pay attention to that much lore but if we're using one of my faves you listening to you talk about that all inspired me give me an idea okay in the vampire diaries (laughs) I gotta watch the vampire diaries I just I'm obsessed you know the the last couple seasons are, are whatever (laughs) <laughs> but what you get, it, I get sucked in. I can't speak for anyone else, but I get sucked in. It has like a love triangle and like enemies to lovers stuff in it. So maybe you would like that part of it. Speaking my language, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would maybe be really into it then. I probably um, would. Because those are the parts that also suck me in and make me really angry and also really stressed when I'm watching it. But mm. it, they have this thing, this kind of convention in that that world where the vampires have the option to turn off their humanity. They refer to it as like a switch. 
So they are capable of being like empathetic and all of these things. But sometimes when they are like in so much pain or agony, they can like voluntarily essentially just like turn off all of their feelings, all of their emotions. Wow. It's so dangerous for them because then they never want to turn them back on uh, because they don't feel anything and they can just do whatever they want. And then you the, essentially like characters have to be like tortured and starved and into like turning their humanity back on or they are like bloodthirsty monsters. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I gotta watch True Blood or <laughs> the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen enough True Blood. <laughs> Too much probably. But that's, that's something that I really like in that world. And that's something that really, really affects the dynamics at play between yeah. lots of the characters. Because a lot of the characters do, like, things that are unforgivable. And they, like, will turn off their Ooh. humanity. And then they have to, like, deal with those repercussions. Um, I love that. So it's interesting. And it definitely affects a lot of, like, the story. I like it when um, franchises are able to bring something novel. You know? Yeah. I, I, as much as I love um, classic vampire rules and stuff like that, um, it is always exciting. Yeah, but they can bring something brand new. Some diamond sparkly skin. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I first read Twilight and I got to that part, I had no idea what the fuck I was reading. I was yeah. like, what? Like, it's described. I mean, okay. I okay. Spoiler alert for this entire episode <laughs> of this podcast. I want to be able to talk freely about the entire Twilight franchise. Um, yeah, that we have not yet covered in the podcast. So, if you are trying to not get spoilers for the rest of the book series, don't listen. Um, but yeah, when I got to that part in the books the very first time, Stephanie Meyer is not good, in my opinion, at describing action. Um, like, for example, the car crash scene the first time I read it, I didn't really understand what was happening. Or maybe it was just my 11-year-old brain couldn't, like, you know, visualize it. But, yeah, the car crash scene, I remember not understanding what happened and the revelation of Edward's sparkling, glittering flesh. I was yeah. like, why he? Because she says something like it's, like, the way she phrases it made, made me think he was, like, fracturing. Like, that there were, like, cracks in his skin or something? Yeah. I I feel like I remember... I Because she ex Confused. describes it as being really diamond-like. Yes. So I pictured definitely, like, those diamondy like, ridges, like, cut, kind of, like, right. some kind of... And, like, he maybe literally turned into, like, a jet. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean... like, kind of what <laughs> I envision. Like, he literally, like, his body turned into, like, a gemstone. Yeah, he's, like, rock-hard, like, diamond man. Exactly. <laughs> Your face. Rock-hard. Well, that actually segues <laughs> into one of our questions. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Who asked this? Mechanics that would make a vampire erection even possible. Was this Jesse? Okay. No, this was, let me, let me pull up their account. This was, this was Susie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Susie wants to know what would make a erection possible. 
So I've been thinking about this one. <laughs> I'm puzzled. I can't wait to hear what you say. The only conclusion I can draw is that, okay, so they don't have any blood. And the definition of like an erection is that blood is rushing to the penis and making it engorged, right? So if they don't have blood, how is this happening? Well, I can only assume that since they're frozen in the state at which they died, like I think at one point they even mentioned that they can't like cut their hair. Like if they cut their hair or something, it like won't grow back. So I think that maybe they just had erections when they died. What? <laughs> like maybe maybe um whoever turned them was like, oh man, they're probably gonna want this at some point. And oh, like fluffed them a little bit. God, the, 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 the necrophilia. Or, yeah, I don't know. There's no possible way that a dead penis could become engorged no. with no blood. I'm with venom? I... Is it venom that's engorging it? Ew. I I don't know. I just don't know how there would be any, like, living, like, sperm. Yeah. Because Rosalie has a whole rant about how, like, she basically can't produce any more eggs. Like, she cannot become pregnant. She cannot grow a child. Yeah. Um, and so maybe the, I mean, even if it's like, oh, the sperm that was like in them is retained, like sperm goes bad. Yeah. I mean, it can, it dies. It dies. Like if, if your whole body is dead, like, there I, I don't know no, why that. I'm Googling it. I'm pissed off. Stephanie. Like... Okay. Twilight. How did Edward get an erection like really my answer to this question was like i don't know i'm curious about what uh stephanie meyer's sexual education experience has been okay this is from uh this is from metro.co.uk in an article titled here's how twilight's edward Cullen got an erection despite having no blood um <laughs> yeah lay it on me wow that's very uh, specific i'm happy <laughs> Uh, author Stephanie Meyer uh, was actually asked so much about this plot hole that she explained how a bloodless vamp got a boner. She wrote on her website, Vampires are physically similar enough to their human origins to pass as humans under some circumstances like cloudy days. The skin serves the same general purpose of protecting the body. However, the cells that make up their skin are not pliant like our cells, they are hard and reflect like crystal. Okay. A fluid similar to the venom in their mouths works as a lubricant between the cells, which makes movement possible throughout the vampire's body. Uh, throughout the vampire's body are many versions of venom-based fluids that retain a marked resemblance to the fluid that was replaced and function in much the same way and toward the same purpose. Though there is no venom replacement that works precisely like blood, 
many of the functions of blood are carried on in some form. So does this mean that they pee? What so is you were this? right. You were right, I guess. I that I was guess. what I was going that was what I was going to ask when we, we were talking about it. I was like, well, do they pee? And I was like, but I don't know. Like they don't need to breathe. So it feels weird that they would but I mean if they intake urine, I mean <laughs> if they fire did Wait, not okay. know what she was doing, okay? She just wanted Bella to be pregnant. There is no way this vampire had sperm, living sperm, yeah. inside his 100-plus-year-old um, testicles. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. I am getting the Im- the image now, though, of, like, the venom blood. That kind of, like, turning the cells, the blood cells into, like... Yes. Um, there is an iconic montage of that it yep. down one. yeah yep so oh I forgot all about that but now I can't get out of my head <laughs> but I forgot I forgot about that and then we were talking about this I'm like oh right yeah yeah so I guess that the like the circulation kind of thing makes a little more sense I think it's so funny to me uh not I think it's so funny to me when um authors Right, books. Okay, because you know I read a lot of, like, fantasy romance, and that genre is wild. It's wild. Anything goes in that genre. And um, I feel like, I, I feel like, um, sorry, I'm kind of tipsy, so I'm having a hard time formulating my thoughts. No, that's um, okay. <laughs> okay, so I feel like a lot of um, authors in the fantasy romance genre do not necessarily anticipate their books becoming huge global worldwide phenomenons the way that Twilight did and don't maybe think that they'll have to justify their um, wild and outlandish plot points. And so it's very funny to me when for whatever reason a series does blow up like Twilight and then all of a sudden these fans are like demanding (laughs) answers. And um, as someone who writes, I'm like, sometimes you just put something in there because it's cool. (laughs) And you hope no one fucking asks about it. Sometimes the thing is not a thing. (laughs) That's right. Sometimes the thing is just there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, Well, this kind of, so one of our questions (laughs) Um. Does Jacob, okay, I have to, that was my paraphrasing. Let me find the exact way. This was Jesse's question. Exact phrasing, please, Gabby. Um, Jesse, thoughts on whether or not Jacob was wildly attracted to Edward's sperm like he was to Renez Meg? (laughs) Okay. You first, you first. Okay, I have major thoughts about this. I do not think Jacob was attracted to Renez Meg, the egg. I think he was attracted to the fetus because the like attachment and love in heavy quotes that he feels for Bella in books one through three, I would say is not this like otherworldly supernatural level of love. I think he just really fucking likes her. And it has fallen in love with her. um, And it's unrequited. I think when it becomes next level of like truly, truly obsessive is when she is 
literally pregnant. When we get his POV in Breaking Dawn, there's even like a line where she says like, or he says like, you know how, you know, you didn't want me to leave like over yes. the past couple of weeks. It's just during her pregnancy. So I think yeah. that his affection towards her before she's pregnant is just like a normal level of like a 16 year old boy, 15 year old boy, really, really liking a girl. And like adolescent love is powerful. It's, it's an infatuation. It yeah. can become obsessive, but I don't think it becomes that like imprinting level until she's pregnant. So no, I do not think he was attracted to Edward's sperm. Yes. I am on board with your logic there. Um, but I also think that he's just so disgusted by Edward that there would be no way with the sperm. The sperm is just as cold and dead as he is. <laughs> in theory. Not in practice, I guess, in the in the book, but oh my God. There's probably so much fan fiction about Edward and Jacob. So much. There's gotta be. Well, I wanna find it. <laughs> oh my god, we should have fan fiction episodes. Absolutely. Oh my god, that Ab- would be so fun. Absolutely. For all of the, the ships, all of the non-canon ships. Yeah. Yes. Wow. The chapter in um Eclipse. I even know the fucking title. It's called Fire and Ice. And that's when they're um Ooh. when Bella is like uh kind of drifting in and out of sleep when they're camping on top of the mountain and it's very cold. I just watched that scene in the movie today. Yeah. I oh I love that chapter. I love that chapter because they hate each other so much and then they're finally forced to find this like common ground and I'm like, there's gotta be a fan fiction where these two fuck in this tent right next to <laughs> Bella's sleeping body. There is now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds of keyboard clacking. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this has turned into writer's room. <laughs> yes. No um, one steal my ideas. They're very original. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> okay, let's see. What else do we have here? Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, we already we already talked about the sperm. Yes, we did. Okay, okay, okay. This question, this one's definitely from Charlotte Roulette. Do you think it's possible that one of the colons has a degree in theater from WW? Okay. Absolutely. Yes. And I mean, Charlie Swan literally has a degree in theater from WW. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I've been thinking about this all day. Which one of the colons would have a degree in theater? I feel like the obvious answer is Alice. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, quirky and cute and like outgoing like I could see her being in the acting department I feel like the kind of like sleeper colon that I think would have a degree in theater from WW is Rosalie because I could see her being like the gorgeous you know girl who like gets all the leads in high school and is like, well, I'm going to go get a degree in theater now. And yeah. then does that. And then does that at college. I can see and then that. Never, and then never does anything with it. I can see a lot. I, I don't know. I feel like I can see everything. Yeah, I can see about it. Anyone can have a theater degree. I agree. I agree. Rosalie would be. Alice was, yes, the obvious choice. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Jasper is the insufferable playwright director (laughs) who writes what he thinks is like a really deep one act about um, how the Confederacy was like really bloody and traumatizing. And then he like directs it in um, the, you know, that sculpture where it's like a big triangle kind of by Arnson Hall. My God. Yeah, he would direct it in that fucking triangle. This is very neat <laughs> for Western Washington University people. I apologize if you were listening and you did not attend this university, but believe me, it's pretentious. It's just, it is so niche and so dead on. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't formulate like any, I can't say anything about it. There's nothing left to be said. <laughs> another fan fiction on the to-do list oh my god they could all do Emmett could be over there building sets climbing, oh absolutely climbing all over nailing things with his fist okay did you have someone in your high school who was like kind of like a jock you know wasn't like um really super involved in theater or choir or anything who just like randomly auditioned for a musical and got the lead Did you ever have that person? No. My high school, people would transfer there specifically because they wanted to do theater and choir. So it was kind of competitive in that way. Not So they they would audition and get in, but not be the lead. Right, 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 right. It didn't happen when I was in high school. But when I was in, um, I think, like, seventh grade, Ellensburg High School did Into the Woods. And... um, this one guy, who I think was the brother of my sibling's friend. It's a small town, so I don't know. But um, he was like a star football player and auditioned and got um, the wolf slash one of the princes. Oh, okay. And it was a big, I, I feel like it was a big topic of gossip, but maybe I just gossiped about it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm making it up and misremembering. That could be Emmett. I could see it. That would definitely be Emmett. Yeah. Yeah. He's charismatic, you know. He is. And you know what? I bet he could carry a tune. Yeah, he's a clown. He'd prob- he would certainly have enough time to practice. <laughs> I feel like that's... They, <laughs> he's they got would, enough time on his hands. They would all come so well rehearsed. They would be off book the first rehearsal. They better be. They don't need to sleep. You better be off book. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They would like, they would show up and be like, yeah, so actually we have directed, choreographed and designed the entire show. So you can all leave. I can think (laughs) of Carlisle and Esme being like the power couple of the theater department. We all, and we, and we know one of those. We know a power couple of the uh, arts department. Yeah. Um, I can see them being that. Like, one of them is this, like, amazing director, and one is the music director and choreographer. It would be yes. a very, it would be very high-quality yes. production. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Mary kill Jasper, Alice, Sam. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to um, kill Jasper. I'm going to fuck Sam, and I'm going to marry Alice. That's the only right answer. 
Yeah, Jasper Confederacy, you're out. I can't. I can't do it. Sam, Sam is like nice and also totally in love, imprinted. Okay, so but also I, I don't know. But also, okay. I mean, I wouldn't change my answer, but Sam named his fiance yes, in a burst is, of anger. This is true. This it's is giving true. me very much I didn't mean to hit you vibes and I'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I still want to change my answer because, um, you know, yeah, Jasper, I don't care how many centuries have passed. Like, I don't trust you. Why did she make him a Confederate soldier? Why um, not Union? She could have literally done anything. Anything else. But she canonically made him a confederate soldier i think uh, i don't know i think it's because she wanted jasper to be a southern gentleman who would pull over to help these poor poor innocent women um on the side of the road stranded like i think that that was the whole vibe she wanted him to seem like very gentlemanly, very yes. stately, very like I mean, you know, slow and 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 as he is, he's what he's a vampire, you know. He his power, he's really good at taking things in, mm-hmm. taking in the situation. And I feel like that to me is more of that kind of southern, like lazy sure. kind of like hmm, I don't know, just I don't know, absolutely. Or I'm like not arti- I mean, I'm not articulating it very well. I mean, it is a 21st century, like, white woman's idea of what a, you know, gentlemanly Southern Mm -hmm. man was like. It's a very romanticized. I think you're absolutely right. She wanted him to be, yeah, this Southern gentleman. Because no one else in that time would, like, pull over to be like, hey, gals, are you okay? Only a Southern man. Yeah. Well, because, like, even in – so in True Blood – Bill fought in the. Did he fight in the Civil War? I'm I'm making that up. Oh my god! I think I just rewatched True Blood. He definitely fought in the Civil War. I think he was for the Union, though, right? Or was he? Was he for the Confederacy? They fought. I think they fought. I think they fought in the Civil War in the Vampire Diaries too. Oh my god. Okay. I guess every American vampire was in the Civil War. Bill Compton can. Was Bill Compton a Confederate soldier? Thank you, Google. Uh, he was! Shit. Oh my god! Shit. Okay, well, I have to Google about Stefan and Damon now. Yes, please. Yeah, I remember in this recent rewatch that I did, he there was, like, a really fucked up line from uh, Sookie's Gran, where she called the Confederacy, like, the something fucked up like the noble the noble something i can't remember um and i i want to say they had a confederate flag flying at their little beating so damon fought in the civil war in the confederacy <gasps> and then he deserted hmm. much to think about Yes. So, 
Wow. Why are all the vampires fighting for the Confederacy? Where are our Union soldier vampires? Seriously. Or like, what? You can't avoid the fucking draft? Like, you're a vampire. I feel like if I were a vampire, though, I would definitely go to war and feast on people. I feel like it would be the easiest. That's true. This is really dark. That's actually true. It's super dark, but I feel like it would be a good way to go unnoticed and just get a get a free meal. <laughs> so awful. But <laughs> you've con- you've convinced me. If I were a vampire, I would not avoid the draft. I would go feed on people. Um. Well, the only right answer to that question is you have to marry Alice. She would be an amazing yes. life partner. She would. Um, you would be dressed impeccably for every outing. You would do so many fun things. You would plan so many fun dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'd be great. She's gorgeous. She's cute. She's outgoing. Yeah. What's not to like? Yeah. No. She can see yeah. the future. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is Charlie's perfect idea, or what is Charlie's idea of a perfect date? Oh, Charlie. Secret loves. It's not secret. Um, you know, I think the easy answer here is like, oh, we go fishing. He goes fishing every weekend, okay? Like he's he's been there, done that. I think Charlie's like, I don't know. Okay, I don't want to get stereotypical here. But Charlie makes me I feel like he's like he goes fishing with the boys. You know, I feel I- like <laughs> I hate to say that, but I feel like Charlie, I don't know that he would go on like a fishing date. I feel like that's like his thing with his guys. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you know that um SNL skit? <laughs> you have to know it. It's like a fake commercial with Vanessa Bayer and Kristen Stewart for Totino's pizza rolls. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. God, I'll send it oh. to you the minute we're done recording this. Yeah, I'll add um, it to the list. It is, you're going to love it. Um, anyway, it, it has a very funny use of the word, like, my guys, like my boys. I should bring these out. Oh, stay with me. What about my hungry guys? <laughs> what are you hungry for? Anyway. Boys. I, I would take Charlie to a Mariners game. Ooh, that would be a great date for Charlie. Yeah, I'd take him to a Mariners game, and then we'd hit a McMinimins on the way home. Oh, wait. No, this is – that's how – what how – okay. That what? is what – that is the date you would take Charlie on? Yes. Okay. I think he'd have fun. He would have fun. Well, then fishing would be a great date. Sorry. I was thinking more, like, in Charlie's mind – what is his like like oh this is the date i'm going to plan to take someone on oh i was thinking what's the ideal date for charlie i like that more though well, what <laughs> date do you think he would plan i don't know i didn't think it would, i didn't think it would be the uh, blah 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 words <laughs> i didn't think it would be anything insanely interesting it would be that one cafe in the movie where he takes Bella like every Friday night and she can't pour the ketchup. Yeah, I feel like it would be really simple but really nice. Like I feel like it would be a nice 
dinner. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's I feel like Charlie's a really good listener. And I feel like there would be like a nice like walk on like I don't know. Yeah. Like like I feel like it's a very like a really like walk down Main Street kind Cute. of thing. Where it's just really, really simple and maybe a little bit cliche, but also like for a reason. Because it's right. like it's nice and it's like I don't know. I think he would definitely kind of he would definitely Google like like um things to do to impress my date. Oh yeah, he would. You know, like he would bring some flowers and um yeah, you're totally right. There would be a walk involved. And I'd eat that shit up. I'd eat it up. I know, I'm feeling like misty talking about him. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking about this scene because I watched the scene earlier where Bella like talks to him and asks him why he never remarried. Um, and so now I'm thinking about him like he's like, you know what? Maybe I will date again. <laughs> yeah, date me. I am. I could be available really quick. <laughs> that. The full chested laugh. I think Jordan's so desensitized to me talking about my various fictional boyfriends and real life boyfriends. Like he he's just completely desensitized to it. You it's healthy. You've been together forever. Jordan! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, it doesn't seem to fade from anymore. If it does, he doesn't say anything. Just the way I like it. For those of you who are listening and didn't see what just happened. <laughs> we were talking about Jordan and then his head just like pops in from like the background of Aaron's screen. And then Aaron turned around and just like I got scared. He screamed. That I would have been scared too if I were you. Exactly. That was hilarious. That's so funny. Okay, would you oh. rather, or do you think you are a vampire or a wolf? Vampire! Come on. I said wolf. <gasps> I'm not okay. I'm not Team Jacob. But when I when this question came up, I was like. I, I was like, I love vampires, but in my gut, something is saying wolf. Oh I feel like God. I feel like it's because there's something in me that's like ready to be like unleashed, like a wolf. Gabby. You know, we're being a vampire. It's like a constant state of being. Being a wolf, it's like something that like resides within you, and then like wow, like makes its way out. I don't know. Whoa. That's the best. Well, that's like the best description I can put to like the feeling in my stomach when I think about this question. You have to trust your gut. In my mind, would say vampire, but my gut is like, bro. Oh. Holy <laughs> shit! What are we gonna do? We are mortal enemies. Enemies to lovers. <laughs> <laughs> When we when we write the Jacob and Edward fanfic, we'll be able to do it from a really honest perspective. Oh my god! <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Abby is the love of my life. 
When so when I think about being a vampire, the only thing that makes me sad is not seeing the sun because I do like the sun. I like the sunrise. I like the early morning. It's my favorite time of day. But listen, yeah, I I'm an Aquarius. I'm already very reserved. I don't easily show what I'm feeling to people I don't trust. Mm-hmm. So I feel like becoming a vampire would be very natural to me because. I could just kind of like disappear into the background. And I also have anger problems. Okay. I have a lot of fucking anger issues and I get really pissed. And so I think it would be good for me to be able to like, <laughs> just like take a End bite, it. just take a bite every now and then, you know, like this is all I'm saying. There are some people out there that if they got murdered, the world would be better. Okay? Oh my god. We all know it. If you were a Vampire Diaries vampire, I would tremble at the thought of you turning (gasps) off your humanity. Oh my goodness. I would be so scared. I would fight the good fight. I would target all of the abusers and rapists and capitalists Listen, Jeff Bezos, count your fucking days. I'm coming for you, then Elon Musk, okay? You're done. I'm sick of it. I'm done. I'm draining you. And then, to add insult to injury, I will drain you, Jeff, and then I will spit out your blood because you don't deserve to sustain me. It will be a true crime of murder. And to my my FBI agent that's listening right now, this is a joke. You are going to literally eat the rich. I'm literally going to eat the rich. And, um, and I, th- I think right that there it. are enough people on this planet who, like, if they died, it would gen- genuinely be a better place that would keep me fueled and sustained for centuries. So I would definitely be a vampire. I would give up the sun to be able to do that and, oh. and, not, and not feel very guilty about it. Yeah. I would also do a lot of insider trading on the stock. Because <laughs> if I'm going to be alive forever, I'm going to need some cash. Just glamored Jeff and Elon into leaving you mm, tons of money. Exactly. I would get all their money and then I would redistribute the fuck out of it. Yeah. Yeah. We'd figure it out. Who would win in a fight, Rosalie or Esme? Mm. I didn't see this question. No, this is one of the ones that I came up with. Oh my god, I love it. Well, you go first. Okay, well, I was trying to pick people who would be hard because they're kind of evenly matched. Yeah. So, my instinct says Rosalie because Rosalie mm-hmm. is younger. So she's right. maybe just a little bit stronger. But she's not a newborn, so it's not like she's, like, going to be that much stronger than Esme. Right. But then it's hard because I feel like Esme is, like, I still feel like she's really mysterious. She's so mysterious. And I want to like, about her. She's a badass. Like, they're obviously, you know. Esme is like, She's a Cullen. Yes, and she... She's the matriarch she... of this family, and they all really respect her. And so it makes... I feel... I. I don't think it's just because she's, like, a mother figure. I think there's, like, some vampire shit that she has, like... Yes. Proven herself to be 
I don't know. I think Rosalie would be um, fueled by like rage and um, kind of like in the Ooh, moment. Yeah, no like, strategy. Uh, no but strategy. Yes, Esme would be all strategy because Esme. Esme is like an interior designer, okay? She like designed their whole house. She's got the eye. She has the foresight. She is, she would absolutely, I think she would demolish Rosalie in a fight. Yeah, she would have all of that planning and she would be able to stay like reserved and grounded while Rosalie acted on like, you know, that wild instinct. Yeah. Yeah. Esme. Like that. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. I wish we knew more about Esme. Me too. I'm sad that she's just kind of... She's just there. Justice for Esme. Yeah, she's... It's it's really sad. She's just like... Um, oh my god. I think I saw this on TikTok. Um, that there was some sort of... Maybe interview with Stephanie Meyer. And I could be totally misquoting this. So I'm sorry if that's the case. But... Something about where, like, Esme had met Carlisle when she was a teenager, and he was a vampire, and she was human, and he was, like, her doctor, and she fell in love with him and was infatuated with him and enamored with him, and then, you know, moved on with her life, but still, like, held that candle for him, and became, like, pregnant by someone else, and then, you know, we know her origin story, where she lost her child and then killed herself. Um... But yeah, apparently she was just like absolutely infatuated with Carlisle. And um, I just wish we knew more about her, even though that whole backstory is a little problematic. But yeah, wow. Oh my goodness. I think she's very interesting. And yeah, I, I wish we got more of her. Me too. Okay. This is another really fun one. If one chapter of Twilight was an episode of Glee, what would they sing? Did Joe submit this? No. Olivia? No. This was um those are my two main gleeks. No, it was um it was Becca. Becca Brooke? No, Becca Morgan. Becca they, Morgan. Uh, they submit it. Oh they sent they sent in some really good ones. Thank you, Becca. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They also asked if you had to ship Bella with a human character, who would it be? <gasps> Okay, wait, Glee episode. Yeah, first, okay. things, first things first. If a chapter could be a Glee episode, what would they sing? Wow, I wish I had planned for this one. I know, it's it's so hard. Okay, so what chapter? Let's decide that first. That will help narrow it down. Well, okay, the ones that are fresh in my mind are the ones we've been reading from Twilight. Yeah. Okay, so. Then, what invitations? Invitations. <laughs> is there a song about everyone wanting you so bad <laughs> it's got be. yeah probably positions <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um the one oh my god wait go mike would sing fuck you by CeeLo green (laughs) 
blood test. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I'm trying to think of I'm 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 going at I'm going at this two different ways. First I'm trying to think of a chapter, but on the other end it's like, well, what's a really good song? What's like a really good glee song? Yeah. Yeah. Like what's oh. one what's a song that came out after glee ended? Um okay. I feel like um there has to be a world where uh maybe the maybe the chapter where um Edward and Bella go to the meadow and they sing Shallow from um A Star is Born by Lady Gaga. Oh my god. Oh my god. There is a universe yes. that exists. Yes. I'm picturing in breaking down at the wedding married and then every the family does a flash mob of lover at taylor swift <laughs> i'd watch that but anyway which human do we ship bella with wow i was thinking about this in the bathroom <laughs> i ship bella i think with angela yeah angela that's the only right answer <clears throat> Yeah. Angela's nice. Angela isn't mean to Bella. Mm -hmm. Because, like, she's, you know, she's not, like, doesn't hate on Bella or her, the attention she gets or, yeah. you know, being with Edward. Like, she just seems really genuinely nice. There's a, um, something that makes me really sad is, um, in Eclipse, the movie, they completely leave this out, but, um, there's a good amount of, like, character development between Angela and Bella in Eclipse the book. And I think at one point, Bella even kind of like opens up about her relationship with Edward to Angela. And I remember just like loving that chapter, like seeing Bella just be friends with someone and like connect yeah. with someone. And um, yeah, I think they would have a really trusting, sweet, kind-hearted relationship i agree yeah mm -hmm. Aw, nice angela seems cool i'd hang with her me too angela's nice i have no no complaints about angela whatsoever mm -hmm. um and okay so our final question <laughs> this one is one from me um <laughs> but uh, so first I was thinking, okay, what if we answered for ourselves? Then I was like, ooh, what if we had to figure it out for the other person? Oh, my God. Okay, what is it? We, we'd approach it both ways. We could say, like, what we think and then what we think the other person says, too. But mm -hmm. what, would, what would your vampire power be? I know what I think mine would be. Oh, you do? What? what? I think I would have the power of compulsion. Oh my god. I thought that about you too, Erin. Yeah, I think I would absolutely have the power to make people do what I want them to do. Yeah, I was like, I wasn't thinking along the lines necessarily of compulsion, but I was thinking about more so than the character who actually can do this in Breaking Dawn, but almost being able to like write what you want into existence. <laughs> I would love I, that power. Like in your head, you know? So that's kind of yeah. along the same lines of compulsion. But I was thinking about yes. 
like it could work the same way but i i was on the same wavelength with that i also think i know what power you would have what because i don't know i think i would have i'm bad at questions like this about myself i think you we don't see this in twilight but i mean anything is possible i think you would be a healer <gasps> Ooh. like i think you would be able to both physically heal someone's wounds like literally lay your hands on someone's wounds and heal them but also in like a mental emotional level i think that your presence would be not like jasper where he can manipulate how someone feels but i think your presence and i say this because you are an exceptional listener and you are very validating and objective and kind-hearted and i think that you would be able to like like someone speaking to you would feel healed in your presence. Cause that's how I feel when I talk to you. I'm like, I mean, I'm so touched. That was. Like... <laughs> yeah. My eyes are watering up a little bit. That was so kind of you to say, wow. <laughs> I don't really On... Thank you. That's... We... <laughs> what a compliment. Oh my God. If we went another way, I think that's one way we could go for your power. I think another power you could have would be to, um, I think you could like look at someone and, and if you chose, make them live their worst fear. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we have some range here. Yeah, I think you contain multitudes and you could do either. Oh my gosh, I love you so much. I that make my heart so warm, Erin. I am <laughs> wow. I adore you. I love you. You do contain multitudes. You can both provide comfort and aid, and you can also destroy when you want to. Watch out. Folks. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that was all of our questions. No, Gabby, that's a lie. No, it's not. It's a No, you are right. It was a lie. It's not our last question. Bella, Edward, and Jacob's big three. Yes. Yes. Okay. The only sign that I know off the top of my head canonically is Bella's son, which is Virgo, which I agree okay. with. We, talk we talked about this in a previous episode. But Bella's really judgmental, and I do think that's a Virgo quality. Um, yes. So, okay. so, so I agree with that. Um, okay, thinking about the rest of her chart, this I wasn't super confident on this one, but I said she might have a Taurus moon simply because she's very stubborn. She's very, very stubborn. She's very kind of like all or nothing. Um, okay. And so I, I went with the Taurus moon, but I'm not sold on that. But I am sold on, I think she is an Aquarius rising because she is not like other girls, okay? <laughs> she is not okay. like other girls. Okay. The chart I'm the most confident on. And again, I don't know his son off the top of my head. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But Edward, I said he is a Gemini son, okay? He is one thing and then the other, but he's also lovable, but he's also hateable. He is everything. Okay. Okay. I said he is a Capricorn moon. 
because this bitch is controlling. He is so Ooh. fucking controlling. And he is like, oh, to the point where you're just like, chill the fuck out. Just breathe. And then okay. I said he's a and then I said he is a Libra rising because he is so sexy. Oh, okay. And so, so attractive. For Jacob, I'm not super confident on this, but I said he's an Aries sun. He is chaotic. He is um, hot-tempered. Mm-hmm. I said he's a Pisces moon because he is very, he's very, like, in his feelings and um, yes. in his own head all the time. Yeah. And then I said he's a Cancer rising because I think that his emotions are, are make him very quick to, like, um, not anger, but quick to act. And I think that that's a that's a trait of of cancers that um, mm-hmm. I mean I'm a cancer I'm a cancer rising um, and I think that yeah that that your emotions can make you kind of spiral in Probably a way so yeah those are my opinions and again I I don't I don't know much about astrology everything I'm I'm kind of learning about astrology is literally from like TikTok and Twitter so don't come for me but um, those were my thoughts. I had uh, no thoughts. No thoughts empty head over here. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling what is Edward's sun sign. I, I Googled it too. There are like a thousand different years. It's all perspective. I don't think his birthday is canon. I don't think it is either. The first one that came up is Aries. And I guess I could buy into that, but I don't I'm know. I'm seeing Aries. I'm seeing Scorpio. I see one that says Taurus. I could see him being a Scorpio. The first one that came up for Jacob is Capricorn. Um, I don't feel like he's ambitious enough to be a Capricorn. I feel like Capricorns are always like, they like have to be in control and they have like goals. You know, they have like a vision for their life to the point where you're like, bitch, relax. Um, that's how I feel about Capricorns. I like a lot of Capricorns, but I also dislike a lot of Capricorns. Mm-hmm. As as many people do, they are very off-putting sign. I just don't. I don't know enough about astrology. I'm a fake fan. I know about my stuff and then about very little else. Gabby, I feel like you're a very unconventional Scorpio, though. Whenever I read stuff about Scorpios, because obviously, whenever I see anything about astrology, I look for Aquarius, and then I immediately look for Scorpio so that I can think about you. <laughs> and I feel like it's always. I feel like it's always wrong. It's always like Scorpios are sex and they will they will just control your life with their ass. And not to say that you do not have an amazing ass because you do, but I do not feel that I, I think you would agree with me. I don't feel that a lot of like Scorpio stuff is necessarily. No, I totally yeah. agree and I resent so much of that Scorpio stuff. It's all yeah, mm-hmm. it's so of it is really really sexual and also so much of it is like you're evil you're the villain yes. you're angry and manipulative and all these things and it's like not even like i'd say okay in terms of being like manipulative i do not identify with being manipulative but i do identify with being able to read people and so mm-hmm. sometimes yeah, you can. sometimes with that you know comes like a, oh I'm not going to do this because I think it'll upset that person. Or, oh, maybe I will do this because I think that they'll like it. 
Mm-hmm. Because like that feels like kind of the vibe right now. You're a very perceptive person. That's how I would describe you. Yes. I, I was going to say, I think you're very aware of the situation you're in and the people you're around. Mm-hmm. And I think that you do an amazing job of like operating just just within the situation you're in and the people you're around. That's how I would describe you. Thank you. Thank you. And yet, but yes, I would agree. And I don't think that's manipulative. I just think a lot of these, I just think a lot of the Scorpio traits are, I don't know. I have a hard time saying they're completely untrue, but for example, like I get really angry, but I get really angry. I'm quick to anger about like injustice or like boundaries being crossed, but I'm not, I'm not just angry or malicious. No, you're a very happy Um, person. I would say. Yeah. But Scorpios are kind of painted as like malicious and brooding and like, right. I don't know. The only other Scorpio son I can think of off the top of my head that I like have interacted with on a regular basis has been very quick to anger, very unkind, very manipulative. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do have to say that literally all of my preconceived notions about Scorpio, I immediately defer to you. Um, Oh, so... That's, I am a Scorpio and Bellamy is a Scorpio and Monty, oh my God. I believe that Monty is also a Scorpio. Are they? I think I they are. I know that. I think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Um, well, so you, I love Scorpios. You, you know a few of us. Yeah, I think Scorpio gets a bad rap. I think my least favorite sign, sun sign is sorry Susie is sorry Susie and Jason I don't like Pisces in general I find that Pisces can be not always because I'm very good friends with Susie and Jason who I love a lot but in general a lot of Pisces I've met are just like and it's probably because I'm not like this just like fucking needy just like very very needy emotionally and I'm just like I need you to breathe like I need you to like relax and like I can't provide the level of like I don't even know how to describe it I it's funny to me that like Aquarius and Pisces are right next to each other because I feel like we're very opposite Mm -hmm. um we're like I don't know. I feel like I fall into a lot of Aquarius tropes where, like, I, I often feel I'm very reserved emotionally and, like, I don't know really how to, like, deal with people who are being, like, if someone's, like, upset and I don't, like, know them and love them and trust them, I don't know how to fucking deal with that. Like, if I walk into a room and someone's crying, I will walk out. I, like, yeah. I don't know what to do. Um, well, Jacob Bernardo is a Pisces. <gasps> yes. I do like Jacob Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong about Pisces. I don't know. I can't think. And well, well, now my foundation is shook because I like <laughs> Jason and I like Susie and I like Jacob. I guess we can just. I guess we can just settle on. Not all Pisces are alike. <laughs> not all Pisces. You know what? You're right. I'm wrong. I should not have judged a Pisces so swiftly. It's, um, it's fine. I'm sure. They'll <laughs> understand. I think they'll forgive me, but... I, I think so. You can ask Jacob when he's on the podcast. <gasps> yes! Oh my god, I can't wait. Um, 
Yeah. Astrology is fun. And I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like um, with astrology, again, almost all of my knowledge is coming from TikTok. And it's so funny to me because I feel like some TikTok astrology is like just so stupid and regurgitated and like bullshit. But every once in a while, I come across an account where I'm like, oh, shit, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I like watch a thousand videos and I'm like, I'm an astrology expert now. But you're like, I've been studying. Yes, exactly. But I do have to say... I love being an Aquarius. Good. What's not to love? I didn't always like identify with it. I was like, I don't feel that way. Like, because everyone says like Aquariuses are like, I feel like the big traits of an Aquarius sun are like always like gunning for like a cause and like feels like an alien and bad at expressing emotions. And as I've grown older, I'm like, yeah, no, that about sums me up. Like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I feel like you have a really rich inner life, you know? Thank you. There's nothing, like, that's, I don't know. I don't think that you're bad at emotions. When I talk to you, I feel like you are so, I well, feel I, like you have, I like, a very, you. a very true, okay, fair, yes, fair. I, I trust I'm you. definitely, like, no stranger. <laughs> um, yeah, the Aquarius in me recognizes that Aquarius in you and that. I feel like that being a barista has made it a lot easier for me to like have conversation with people I don't know because I'm making small talk all day like so many so many people I also feel like I'm getting better at talking to just like older adults in general because I'm talking to them like all day dude when I worked at um so I used to work at a diner a very rural area of Washington um (laughs) with my dear friend Cheyenne who's a Gemini and I love her. Um, and I would, it, it was like, it was a diner. It was a small town diner where I would get the same customers every single morning coming in and ordering the same exact thing, sitting at the same exact table. And um, I think back to then, that was what, two years ago, two and a half years ago. And yeah, how easily I would even then like think about like walking up to the table and it did feel like I was kind of like flipping on a switch where I was yeah. like, okay, I'm in my like small town waitress persona right now of like yeah. I'm, cater- I'm catering to you so that you like me and you'll leave me a, a five dollar bill on the table um mm-hmm. instead of nothing mm-hmm. um and yeah I think now I'm like oh my god I'm so out of practice with how to I- interact with um people I don't know and don't relate to and yeah oh my god customer service is such a good way to just figure out how to like have a baseline conversation with someone you don't relate to at all it's hard anyway. people people can be so people can be scary weird you know weird yeah that's a better word for it not necessarily scary people can be scary but yeah mm-hmm. weird well should we talk about some staking you go first i didn't even think about it I didn't think about it either, but I mm, need to like think about it for just one second. Mm. It's hard because I'm so happy right now. I'm in such a great mood that I'm like, well, why would I stake anyone at all? Maybe I'll show mercy this week. There's someone I'm annoyed at that I guess I could stake, but I feel like I'm afraid to say we could say it say it off the pod 
I'm so sick of Bo-Burnham. Oh, okay. I'm so sick of this dude coming up on my For You page. Everyone just talking about how, like, smart and, like, woke he is. And I'm just like, I don't need a millionaire's perspective on how taxing quarantine was. I don't understand. Yeah, it's like the hero worship. I don't understand. And also, I'm really fucking annoyed with the Jeffrey Bezos song because I feel like I see a lot of people using that song on TikTok to like kind of make light of being like, hee hee hee, Amazon is evil, but I love my prime shipping. And then like posting pictures of their packages getting delivered. And I'm like, you had the thought process to be like, Amazon is evil. And then you made a video to this song because this song opens you up to be like, ha ha ha, isn't this funny and quirky? Like, uh, Jeff Bezos. And I'm like, he's literally evil. Like we should execute him. He's literally an evil human being whose indifference is causing like, so much harm in our world and I feel like this fucking stupid song is like opening people up to be like haha but I still use Amazon because it's convenient and I'm like if you don't need that for accessibility and like if you don't need that because you are like because you need it for accessibility or because of like literal pricing like you need the lower prices of Amazon because you're experiencing poverty yeah if you don't need it for those reasons, I don't have fucking sympathy for you. And you should not be recording it for views on TikTok. And that pisses me off. That song pisses me off. Bo Burnham pisses me the fuck off. I don't give a fuck about some millionaire white guy's, like, perspective on how sad he was during quarantine. And I don't, like, maybe that's really fucking insensitive. I haven't watched Inside. I never will because I don't care about this dude like I don't care and I'm just like (laughs) waiting for it to die down I'm just like waiting for the hype to die down and it's just not so I don't know if I'd stake Bo Burnham in the heart specifically because I don't know him and like whatever but I'm just so fucking sick of it people be like Bo Burnham is a genius. Oh my God. He's like the smartest comedian of our age. I'm just like, okay. (laughs) I don't know. I've had a lot of feelings about it. And I felt like I like, I feel like if I say anything about it, like there's, I don't know. I feel like there's nothing to be gained from saying anything about it. There's nothing to be lost. Whatever. You don't like Bo Burnham. Yeah, that's like him. That's okay. Plenty of people don't like plenty of people. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with not liking Bo Burnham. I am Bo Burnham neutral because I have never listened or watched any of his specials. I think I've seen like very small chunks and I'm just kind of indifferent. So you're, you're losing no, there's no loss of love here because you don't like Bo Burnham. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't like him. It's okay. Yeah. So I guess I would stake him in the heart. Yeah, I some alcohol. I'll say it. I'd stay okay. Bo Burnham in the heart. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So as I said, <laughs> I did change my mind. I was going to choose mercy. <laughs> um, now I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and stake my period cramps because, um, <gasps> who needs them? Stake them. Yep. Every one of them. Steak, 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 steak all my eggs while I'm at it. Honestly, I think I want to sell mine after grad school. <gasps> wow. I've thought about that before, but I, I would never I thought about this too with like, oh, what if I. I don't think I want to be pregnant ever, but if I were to ever like go through IVF, like that would be so hard because you would have to give yourself injections. I could not yeah. give myself injections. I couldn't do it. I mean, I guess if I had to, absolutely had to, I would make myself do it. I have the will to do it, but mm, they, you would take a lot to get me there. I could do it if the price was right. Oh, yeah. I guess <laughs> – I'm like it would take a lot to get me here. I'm so I'm flip flopping like like <laughs> like crazy. eight thousand dollars per egg. I think maybe make it ten. Okay. Yeah, I honestly I think at some point in my life I would maybe like to have a child, but one, I don't know if I necessarily need to like conceive a child. Yes. Um, yeah. And two, I'm very afraid that, like, I won't even live to my full life expectancy because of, like, climate yes. change. Like, I'm mm -hmm. pretty much like, okay, I'll probably make it to my, like, 60s until, like, we all have to be inside with air conditioning on 24-7. Um, so I just don't feel ethically or morally okay about, definitely not about conceiving a child, like literally creating a life. And for that matter, I don't want the responsibility of like adopting yeah. a child right now. It's too much pressure. Um, so, I mean, if things start looking up in the next 10 years, I could totally see myself like raising a kid in my thirties and my forties. Like I could see that for myself, but um, until then, anyone want some eggs? <laughs> You get an egg. You get an egg. You get an egg. You get an egg. I was a very cute baby. So, um, <gasps> you were a cute little baby. Yeah. Yay. Uh, well, thank you for tuning in, everybody. What are we signing off with today? I didn't hmm. get any suggestions for a new, for a new sign off. Um, okay. Slogan. So uh, listeners, so far, we have keep your eyes out for sparkly, sexy, sparkly vampires. Yeah, sexy, sparkly vampires. And then we have what was the other one? <laughs> so long, suckers live forever. So if you have any votes between those two, send them in. Let us know which yes. sign off you like more. Yes. Or, if, or if you're inspired, you have more suggestions, send those in too. Mm -hmm. And join us next week where we will be reviewing chapters eight through 10, maybe yeah. 11. I can't yeah. think right now with my lovely sibling, Haley. Um, hey. It is bound to be uh, a wild ride. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We're trying, we want to, well, 
I I think Aaron agrees with me. I want to pepper in more of these just kind of fun, silly episodes too. So me if there too. are things that if there are things that you're wanting to hear us talk about, or questions you have, or any any ideas, what you want to hear us us yes. do, let us. We're always looking for ideas of how we can sprinkle in some a little more silly into this podcast. Yes, we are on Instagram at Fangirls Podcast underscore. We are on Twitter at Fangirls Podcast one. And we are on <laughs> TikTok at Fangirls Podcast. Yay. So find us on socials, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Tell a friend and keep your eyes peeled for sexy, sparkling vampires. Live forever. So long, suckers.